What's up, fellow teens? You're listening to Jurgen and the only podcast about the secret life of the American teenager. I'm Sam Canning, a.k.a. The Last Samurai. And I'm Jordan Canning, a.k.a. Scallion Pancake. That's... is that your rapper name? That's my rapper name. That's Spell correct. Scallion. Uh, S-K-L-1-O-N. Oh, sorry, the dollar sign. K-A-L-1-O-N. Kind of a nerd rap. <laughs> sort of a nerdcore rapper Kind of name. a nerdcore rapper. Sort of a and speaking nerdcore in Scallion Pancake. And speaking of nerdcore, this uh-huh. one's for the gamers only. Yeah. If you're not a gamer, turn off this episode of Jerkin. Email us your gamer score, and we will respond judge. Uh, with whether or not you're allowed to listen to this episode within four to six weeks. This one's called The Games We Play. So what are the games you play, Sam? Well, um, I haven't really been gaming too much lately. Last game I played was Breath of the Wild. I think it um, means you need to... I this. I think I gotta go solo on this one, then. I, I, I mean, I have a high gamer you score, get don't the get fuck me out wrong. Of here? I, just, fake gamer? I just haven't been gaming much recently. I have been playing Bayonetta, still, and I picked up Pokemon Ultra Sun, because I saw that... <laughs> okay, well, that's a baby game for casuals. But I you know what think... game I played a few a few weeks ago? I played what? Sekiro, a game that has no easy mode, and if you think <laughs> okay. it... Let hey, me talk about You know what Sekiro. else has no easy mode is fucking Viva Pinata, so that doesn't mean shit. No, but check this out. What if a video game was difficult, and people shit their pants when people complained that it was too hard? Well, I think that that would be true gaming. Uh, title Watch. I guess, I Season guess... Season 4, episode 11, by the way. I mean, I thought it was kind of cool when Ricky played Fortnite in this episode, but, like, mm-hmm. I didn't see the narrative point of it. I just don't understand why they're singling out gaming when Grace is always wearing her PARP shirt to <laughs> celebrate her love of Fortnite. And I thought it was really weird that uh, John called his mama default today. That was a I little did odd. Think, I did think that was weird, um, but I didn't think the episode was good. I didn't care for it. I, it's actually, do we say this is about the secret life of the American teenager? Yes. That's weird, because this episode is actually about the uh, Lauren and Jesse show. <laughs> That's true. A lot it's of Lauren odd... content this week, so you know it's a good one. Yeah, oh, uh, this episode was written by Brenda Hampton and Elena Rada, and directed by Gail Bradley. Um, I don't think that this was, like, dog shit tier episode, Mm-mm. but it did suck. I mean, they all do, don't they? Yeah, I I mean, I, I would say it, it was definitely a lower mid-tier episode yeah, as far sure. as the show goes. And Ricky which was I in mean, it. <laughs> this this episode has two tiers. It has dog shit tier and lower middle. So we begin our our journey this week at Madison's house. Good. You know what? Yeah. The my first note is that is that Ethan is in the previously on, but he's not in the episode, so I don't know why Quite they odd. felt the need I to remind us. I guess they just wanted exists. to remind you. Um, Amy has a predicament, which is uh-huh. that she's so happy with her loving, not violent boyfriend Ricky. But yeah, her pesky yeah. woman emotions, they want more, and she wants to get married. Oh my god. What if... Hey, Sam. What if on this show yeah. about teenagers, there was drama about marriage? That would be new. New and exciting, I like how, I'd say. 
I like how the episode begins with Amy's just like, Madison, I'm a woman and that's horrible. Like, it it, it just, she's just like, yeah, I, I don't know what it is with me. I get what I want and then I just want more. Like, women be the writers like this. this one. I, I haven't been tracking what Brenda writes about so much. I think Elena Rada might possibly just hate Amy's guts. Maybe. Also, when Amy says, I always want more, Madison says, welcome to the human race. And I'm just thinking, damn, we do live in a society. That's so true. Uh, Madison wipes off her Joker makeup, though, and uh, she says, yeah, that's normal. We live in a society. She put her Joker makeup back on when she said that. And then Amy says, this is this is what I love so much. I think that Elena Rada is an Amy hater and Brenda Hampton is a Ricky fangirl because Amy says, and this is word for word, no, I'm sure that some girls would be thrilled to be living with the father of their baby, especially if he's a guy like Ricky, so caring and so helpful and so hot. He's so hot. He is. He's really hot. And at that point, I'm just like, oh, Ricky wrote this episode. I think Ricky did write this episode. I honestly was expecting it to, like, cut to Ricky, like, with two Barbie dolls being like, I think Ricky's really Ricky's hot. So hot. Yeah, I, I wish he would Ricky's really hot. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, this scene is like failing the Bechdel test so aggressively. It's like anytime like, they try to talk about things that aren't boys, the conversation gets forced back into the topic of boys. Right, like, in the in the unlikely event that a scene later in this episode passed the Bechdel test, this scene would override it and the whole episode actually failed the Bechdel test. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, but, but so, wait, get this. Amy has women emotions, right? But yeah, what if she sucks. hated herself for having them? Oh, good. She feels embarrassed for wanting to marry Ricky. Yeah, she says she feels... Well, she feels terrible because... She feels terrible for wanting to marry him, but she says she also feels terrible for living with a guy at 17 and not being married. You should feel terrible for wanting to be with such a shitty guy, Amy. You're right. Your emotions are valid. I I don't think she should feel terrible for that. I mean, I, I think, think she, she should want to not be with him. Right. She shouldn't feel terrible for wanting it. She should She should, she realize, should feel she terrible should with the situation she's in because it's not To realize that two weeks ago he threatened her. Physically, um, that'll never get brought up again. Yeah, he's he's really hot though. So we cut to Ricky telling John a bedtime story I gotta tell about you, this this bedtime uh-huh. story. I don't know if I I don't have a college degree yet, so I'm thinking maybe that's why I didn't understand the deep symbolism. Right. The the he's he's just saying like once upon a time there was a a king and a queen, but the king liked to yell and and be violent. And the queen did and drugs the, and the to- prince yeah yeah the queen this is this is a a direct quote i didn't write down most of it but he says the queen was afraid of the king so he did things to make so she did things to make herself unconscious like drinking and drugs and at the bottom of my screen i don't know if you got this on on go to jo.org where you're watching it the episode was just flashing the text do you think this means anything do you think this means anything do you think this means anything do you think this means anything? i don't know my favorite part was I see? I am familiar with the story of the boy and the king and the queen that Ricky told. Right, but I right, that famous story. I thought it was kind of strange that Ricky left out the part where the evil king broke out of the dungeon, and then this the um the helpful legal wizard had a spell that would keep the king away. But but uh-huh, for some reason uh-huh. the boy refused to like call the 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 guards on him whenever the the evil king would get near him for no reason. And then the situation right. resolved. Well, the, itself. well, the magistrate. Yeah, uh, he. He said that there was nothing he could do. True. Even, even though even though the spell There were wanted posters were wanted all over posters, town. And it turns out the situation resolved itself when uh the evil king went to buy uh like king drugs and one of the boys <laughs> King drugs. Yeah, I don't know what drugs they did back then. 
King drugs King, is Kingly the answer. drugs. He went to buy like a. He was buying some jumbo opium. He was buying some big opium, and uh, one of the boy's friends was there in his car, and not even really a friend, just sort of an acquaintance. <laughs> Uh-huh. You, I mean, you can stop summarizing the show. People know what happened. I get, no, I'm just telling a, a classic Brothers Grimm fairy tale. Oh, I'm tale. sorry. I, I confused it with the events of The Secret Life of the American Teenager. I so just Ricky love, I just just love like, how weak he... Because, like, he starts with, like, the boy and the king and the queen. And then he's like, and then some foster parents took him in. And then he yeah, went he, to school. He, like, continue Like, the, the sort of verbiage kind of fades out. But he, it's still, like, a little bit there. He's like... The king and the queen, blah, blah, blah. And the young prince went to band camp when he was 16 and met a girl. Um, (laughs) And he's, by the way, it's very weird that he's just telling his son a bedtime story about uh, his his abuse, but whatever. His abuse Um, and how he got teen pregnant. And then he says, like, John makes, like, are you fucking kidding me with this shit face? And then Rick. Well, I, I, I want to read this, this quote, if I may. He met a girl at band camp and he had a baby with her, but he didn't marry her. And she wanted to get married so badly she was driving him crazy. So finally, he decided he wanted to give her what she wanted because he loved her so much. Huh. Who is that boy you're talking about, You know Amy always pressuring Ricky to get married. That seems out of character for Ricky. I I would say it also sounds out of character for Amy. Um, But anyway, he he says that he went out and bought a diamond ring, but not a big one, a little one, because he's poor and only has... Yeah, he says, quote, the kind you can buy if you save your money from working at the butcher shop. You know, that kind of diamond ring. The old butcher shop, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that that's that's the one part that fit with the uh with the uh old tiny phrasing apprenticeship um i think it's funny I did, that uh-huh. i mean i guess that ricky would have bought this engagement ring sooner but he had to spend a ton of money on a bed and then a couch bed <laughs> yeah i i did i did do some quick research apparently you can get diamond engagement rings for as low as i was able to find 350 dollars which is Way cheaper than I would have expected, yeah, but I believe it. Uh, anyway, he shows John the ring. And John hates and it. I have no frame of reference for for rings or jewelry or gemstones, but it still seems way too big for his salary. Well, he lives rent free, Sam. His wage. His wage. What? Wa- he, huh? He lives rent free and works basically full time. Not no, he doesn't. He works. He works part time after school. He works part time after school. Well, he works part time after school like every single day of the week. And weekends as well. We don't know that. Well, no, because he he they have weekends together where they're doing laundry. Oh, that's true. I like to think um, that Ricky actually has a lot of money because because Leo lets him live rent free and also yeah, probably pays uh, him well for doing. He probably gets Ben's money as well. <laughs> uh, you know what's cool though hmm. is that the first two scenes in this episode establish that a Amy wants to marry Ricky, b Ricky wants to propose to Amy. Yeah. And which means that the entire episode is going to be about some bullshit. Yeah. And it is. And it is. And you know what? Surprisingly, it's mostly not about Ricky and Amy. Yeah, but what is about them is also some, it is bullshit. some bullshit. Ricky then tells John that he's going to propose on graduation night, and then he and John do a little fist bump, which is cute, but I still yeah, hate Yeah, we him. hate Ricky, so it's it's hard to say if it's cute or not. I mean, they're going to keep giving Ricky yeah. and John cute moments because they don't realize that Ricky is a piece of shit. But we know. Yeah. Um so here this sucks. But uh I mean it, it's it's not like this moment isn't so much bad as it is fucking bewildering, which is that Amy is like uh okay, so Madison, I'm going to I'm going to see if I can find a way to get Ricky to propose. And Madison's like, "How are you going to do that?" And Amy, said, Amy goes, "Okay. So, okay. I'm going to go by Sally's old-fashioned soda fountain." This <laughs> bullshit, Sam. 
You can't do that. You can't just say Sally's old fashioned uh, soda fountain without me chiming in and just mentioning how elderly and ancient all of the writers. Sally's old fashioned soda. Well, it's because the writers are too old and they can't like conceive of a young sounding name for a place. They're so they like, just they're say, like, what do you- what's the kind of place that I used yeah, to what, go when I was a teenager? And let's just days. put old fashioned in the name. I mean, hey, where would you have had Amy go if you were writing this show? I would have had her go to McDonald's. Mm, Sonic. Sonic is a better choice. I mean, they, they actually live in small town LA, so I'd in say and In and Out. Yeah. In and Out has shakes. Fair enough. They could have called uh, it. I mean, oh, yes. Okay, said, so Amy's plan. If only this show had a consistent place where dairy treats are acquired. Who? So Amy's plan is to, she says, I'm going to get Ricky his favorite chocolate shake with whipped cream and sprinkles. And then while he's enjoying his milk and shake. Did you notice at that moment the episode title changed to chocolate shake? Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then while he's enjoying his milk and shake, she's going to run a hot bath and call him in to take a bath with her. And then she says, he thinks I can't be wild. I can be wild. And Madison's like, that That ain't wild, Amy. Madison's response is really, she says, you are, <laughs> you already gave him his only living son. You think a milkshake and a bath is going to top that? Yes. Oh, and then Amy says, his only living son. His, and then, I, I bore him approximately eight children, but most, most, most of them, of died them in infancy. Uh, yeah, most of them had rickets or cholera. One had measles. Um, and then Amy says a line that I found profoundly creepy, which is she says, she says, Maybe I'll wash his hair. Just like, okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll scrub his nuts. <laughs> she says, uh, Madison says, rather, if if Ricky hasn't proposed after everything you've been through together, he's not going to propose now. And then Amy gets mad and offended, and she leaves as Madison laughs at her. Good friend. All right, and then we cut to a scene of Laura. Also, j- just like, what, if he... If he hasn't proposed already, he'll never propose. Like that that doesn't make any sense. That's Madison. how it works. Um and God, then we I get guess a, if you're these writers. We cut to a scene of Lauren and Jack kissing. Uh huh? Yeah. Uh Oh yes, Jesse I'm sorry, who could tell the difference between Jesse and Jack? I did post a, a very good screenshot that you said you thought. I was gen- Jack genuinely for an was like, why is Jack hanging out with Lauren? Yeah. Why is Jack playing with Jesse's parakeet? <laughs> it's like, why is he over uh, there? So yeah, this is the scene we've all been wanting: is Lauren and Jesse making out? It's we never got a scene of them kissing, but check this out because in this scene they're kissing and t- discussing whether they'll have sex or not. Oh, television! And Lauren says for them. Um, Lauren says uh, we should stop because, as you once pointed out to me, chances are we won't end up together, but which is a hell of a thing. It's a to great say. thing they just got back together. But Jesse wants to have sex, but she says let's wait, and he makes cock face, of course. Right? Th- yeah. Well, their 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 sort of disagreement is Jesse's like, well, in case we break up later, we should fuck now, and Lauren says no. In case we break up later, we should not fuck now. And then uh, he says, he's like, I'll go to the same school as you. The literal same thing he was telling Jack. That's stupid that you would do that to be with Madison. He's trying to do it to be with Jesse or uh, with Lauren. Well, yeah, but he's horny now. And then in typical Lauren fashion, uh, because she only exists to say morals into a megaphone, she goes, "You know, Jesse, we actually shouldn't make plans to go to school together because what if one of us changes our mind?" Uh, and Jesse says, "Let's live for today or tonight." And he leans in to kiss her, and she says, "No." And he says, you're good at saying no. And she says, I've had a lot of practice, which sounds like your relationship is bad. 
And then and then he says he loves her, and she's like, "Wow, really?" And then he says, "Like now that I now that I I love you, we can we can do it." Yeah, seriously, he says, "Would it feel right if I said I love you?" Just fucking leave. Do you know what my favorite the part way, about this bad scene is? Is uh, the fact uh-huh. that Jesse's actor is approximately thirty five years old, and he's, he's like, very old. he's like. I don't know if I can wait that long. We have a lot of big, big <laughs> sex decisions to make before I go to college. It's just like every time I think his name is Austin Stowell. I think is Jesse's actor's name. Every time he's on screen in his like fucking polo shirts, he's I'm like, just like, this guy is way. He's too older old. than ever, and he's like, Lauren, I'll use I- some of my allowance <laughs> so we could go and have sex in in a cabin. Like I don't know. It's just Excuse like me? what this guy is uh, so he- old. By the way, yeah, like he. It, I don't like this fucking. I mean, I know this is just like a classic trope of being raised conservative or whatever. But he's like, "Don't you want your first time to be with me?" And she says, "That's what I want tonight." But who knows what I'll want in the future? And like the idea of like hi- the hypothetical where Lauren has sex with Jesse because they are in love allegedly, and then they break up. Mm-hmm. He goes off to college. That's the end of them. And then sometime later. She meets the one, and it's the perfect relationship, and it's who she ends up with for the rest of her life. And just the whole time, she's lamenting. She's like, "If only I had saved myself. If only, if only you had been my first. Yes, like that is what being that's, that's a very upsetting thought to me. Like, why does it matter so much? Because it does. Well, just actually, fucking... I think Lauren's more like, "Well, I can only kill my dad once, and I might. I, I don't want to waste <laughs> it." Oh, God. I mean, that's true now that Dave is gone. She used to have two shots, but now she's only got the one. God, fuck. Uh, Me, I miss so Dave. So they start kissing again. Uh, oh, yeah. He's, he's, uh, she even, it's like, she's like, are you, are you saying you love me or are you just saying, hey, will you have sex with me if I tell you she I says, love you? She says, she describes goes, it as you. an, I want to get into your pants. I love you. Yeah. And he says, I love you. And she smiles and goes, wow, really? And then they start kissing again. <laughs> and it's very and then, obvious to me that that it was and quote unquote i want to get into your pants i love you right so he's he's kind of pushing and she's like okay stop it and then he goes but i love you and then she does the correct thing of just getting up and leaving and then he says i take back my i love you and then she leaves and this is my cool teen moment oh yeah that's a good yeah i mean it's a cool moment for teens to see that like you can just say no and leave Right, just because you're with your boyfriend and he tells you he loves you, like, you can still say, no, I don't want to do this. And the fact that he says he loves you is not, uh, you don't owe him anything because of that. That's a cool moment I guess for so. teens. I I still hate that they brought back Jesse at all and acted like it was good for a few episodes when we already knew that it wasn't, but whatever. And then Jesse's like, I screwed up so bad. Oh, man, I'm going to tell my bird about this one. Okay, this is this is just like, you can't make this shit up, folks. That no, the, this next scene begins with a shotgun blast to the face. Jack calls Madison and just tells her that he still loves Grace. Yeah, he goes, you were right. I'm in love with Grace. I'm obsessed with her. But she has a boyfriend and graduation is coming up. So you want to go with me? How could I possibly? Madison, this is like a Neil Ciciriga's legs. He's just like, she's just like, how could I not fuck this guy right now? <laughs> Neil Ciciriga's legs. Yeah, what's it, what's it like, called? What oh, it's called Ariel about? Needs Legs. That's right. Ariel Needs Legs. Yeah, I was so fucking confused. I cannot remember for the uh, life of me what that short is called. Yeah, except that's actually the opposite of Madison's no, response. No, she says, like, she why no in the world would I him. fuck this guy right now? Yeah, uh, she said, but but despite that, she's like, yeah, that sounds fine. Do you like, know what my line? My friends will be there with their boyfriends. Do you know what line and... killed me? 
was when Jack said, when he's like trying to explain why she should go to the dance, he says the words, we were boyfriend and girlfriend for years. Hold on, not not the dance. Not the, sorry, the graduation. Graduation. Sorry, you know, you know, Sam, in my brain, when I think of of places you invite a date to, your own graduation. Well, that's the thing. Your own graduation with like assigned seating is not usually one of them. Jack's entire thing this episode is that he can't stand the thought of going to graduation without a date. He's like, nobody's going to be there without a date. Yeah. And that is, so can you, can you really blame me for thinking that he was inviting her to a dance? No, I can't. It's very stupid. Anyway, Jack says, we were boyfriend and girlfriend for years after all. And I just could not, Don't could not grasp that's that. True. Those words mean nothing to me. Yeah. And then speaking of time related stuff is, uh, Madison's, uh, says something that I never like fully knew. Like people have said this to us, but I, I don't know. She says Grace won't be there because she's not a senior. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know why from the beginning I assumed that Grace, Adrian, and Ricky were all in the no, same. No, I assumed no. it was it's, Grace, it's, Adrian, Ricky, Jack. No, it's it's Grace and Adrian. I think were sophomores when they started. No, 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 no. Because Adrian's in the same grade as Ricky because she's got. Yeah, a whole Adri- I think Adrian, Grace, and, and Matt, and uh, Adrian, Grace, and Ricky. I think are all were also sophomores at the beginning, and then Jack was a junior, maybe. No, no, that doesn't make because sense. Grace and Jack. I think they fucked up. No, Jack is graduate. It's Jack, Adrian, and Ricky. Are seniors now? I think you're right. Grace and everyone else. Okay, are, so Grace is just the, was just okay. Yeah. Yes, and I say everyone else because uh, Ashley and Griffin don't exist anymore. So Grace is uh, enjoying a hug of Daniel when Adrian a calls. Big old hug of Daniel, and, and she's has woman emotions as well because the show is very <laughs> pro women. Because guess what? Dante Shad Moss, aka Bow Wow, never called back. Yeah, she she's uh Grace is like ignoring the call. She's like, Oh, she's been calling me all week because Shad Moss, aka Bowas character, Dante never called her. Uh Grace tells Daniel it's his fault, even though he was telling her not to do this. Uh so Grace asks for uh Shad Moss, aka Bowas character, Dante's number, so she can harass him into calling Adrian. Daniel back, really does Daniel's... not want to be involved in this situation at all. No, not at all. And Daniel's like do you think that they did anything? Because college students don't know how to say head sex. And uh, Grace like, says that he sincerely believes that when they were like, what if we get a better look at the camera? Then they just went like, upstairs that was them and just sex. going like what? Whatever. Grace, <laughs> so, Grace thinking that says that Shad Moss, a.k.a. Bow Wow, should be ashamed of himself for doing that and not calling. His character Dante. Dante should be ashamed of himself by, for not calling back. Yeah, because because he looked at her canvas and didn't call her. So Daniel leaves, and Adrian calls Grace again, and Grace answers this time, and Adrian's like, we didn't fuck. Okay. Uh, but she does, by the way, take a shot at Grace. She's like, I didn't fuck Shad Moss, a.k.a. Bow character Dante, but you remember when you fucked on. Daniel before you were in a relationship? You're the worst, Grace. And Grace says, cool, thanks. I mean, Grace did and cheat on her boyfriend, which sucks. She did. And uh, Adrian's never done that. And Adrian's I'm not saying that Adrian like, I'm just saying that Grace did objectively do a shitty thing that one time. Yeah, Adrian's just living in the glassiest house. Yeah. And Adrian <laughs> is... Uh, her her whole thing is she's like, I, I, I've never like fooled around with a guy and he didn't call me before. My this ego. has never happened. And then she summarizes her life to Grace. And she says really does. It's not okay. <laughs> yeah, she's like, remember last season? It's not okay for Shad Moss, a.k.a. Bowa's character Dante, not to call me back because of my trauma. I need this guy, she says. Grace asks if Dante knew scene. about her baby, and then Adrian says no. She lied about it. Yeah, she's... Of all the I things she that she says, told like, we the truth to about... Pregnant, but I didn't. She told the truth about, about, about everything else, but she had to tell... She didn't tell him that she lost her baby. 
Yeah. So we cut to the next scene is Ricky ch- uh, chugging sh- uh, shaken milk. <laughs> he's and like, he's like, himself. wow, this shake is making me horny. <laughs> he says to himself, he's drinking this shake and he's like, wow, I sh- she's looking for a proposal. <laughs> and, then- and then Amy's Amy's like in the bathroom and she's like, you want to join me in the bath, Ricky? And he goes, wow, she is desperate. This will be fun. And then like a normal person to himself, he just says, till death do us part. Yeah, he's like making a toast with his milk and shake. And Amy's like, did you say something? And he says no, and then he makes devil Oh, and then Amy face, offers like, to wash it. She offers to wash his hair, which just... Yeah, she says, do you want me to scrub your taint? And he says no. <laughs> When's and the last then... time you clean your butthole, Ricky? <laughs> anyway, so uh, after commercial, Alice delivers to uh, Henry and Ben the very normal line that teenagers say of, I can't believe it's almost the end of our junior year, and then we'll be seniors, seniors in high school, and after that we go to college. Henry says, like, I guess he, this is, like, Henry's plot for the episode. It's, he's just like, This is such a funny, like, teen moment because Henry's like, I have test anxiety. And Alice is like, well, here's resources for SAT prep. And then he says, like, it's no use. I've, I'm choking always. Yeah. And he basically is like, I don't uh, think I'll be able to go to the same college as you guys. And Right. Yeah. So that's the tension is that Alice is very smart and Ben is pretty smart and Henry, Henry is not smart so they can't all go to the same school except then I think they kind of forget that that's Wait. what they established and then Alice and Ben will be going to the same school I guess whatever. Do you hear something? Who is that? At the door. It's Epic Pizza Divorce Man. Pasta, put it in a box. Hey kids, I can't I hope you don't remember the fact that I am now divorced. <laughs> Who wants pizza? It's National Pizza Day. <laughs> uh, he says he says the words you're young people, I want your opinion on this pizza. You eat more pizza than anyone, probably. Why is Brenda so obsessed with teenagers eating pizza? Brenda knows one thing that us teens do. Us teens, because we're both teens still. Right, I'm a teenager and you're a younger teenager. And she knows that one thing those kiddos love is slamming a hot slice of za. Yeah, and this is a weird moment because, like... <laughs> at the, at the fucking can... old-fashioned soda fountain. Yeah, uh, but, but it's stupid. He's like, ah, my company made a sausage deal with a pizza chain. I want your opinion on this pizza. Who cares? Uh, this scene is weird because, like, from the tone of the scene, it felt like I was supposed to be like, oh, Leo's being awkward. I wonder what's going on. But I didn't feel like he was saying anything weird. No, but they, they, he's supposed to be like, wow, look at how overbearing Leo is. Right, that was the thing is I was like... I was like, I get, I get the tone that this is, but it, like nothing is happening to create that tone except for like musical cues. Yeah. So like, I, I was like putting it together. I was like, I guess this is supposed to convey that he's lonely because Betty's gone. Like, this is just like a new level of failure at show don't tell, where it's like, don't show or tell. Just, but just have a just leave it up say, to the viewer to try to figure out what you were going for. Don't show, don't tell, but then later explain. <laughs> Right, because then, then a moment later, Ben is like their safety net. Who's like, in case the viewers don't figure it out, Ben is like, Ben is like, my dad's lonely without Betty. And then Alice uh, says, you need to find your dad someone new, you know, like a normal, like a normal son, thing that a son would do. For his dad. And then Leo fucking bursts back into the room like Kool Aid Man. And he's like, hey, you kids want to take home the rest of the pizzas? Yeah, Henry and Alice are like, it's time for us to leave now. And yeah. then Ben's like, what's going? And then Ben says, looks at the camera and says, this is about Camille, isn't it? <laughs> Oh my god! Can you believe it? Like, yes, it is. That was fast. Season four. Um, and then he's like, <laughs> I legitimately had forgotten Camille. <laughs> I I love the fact, even that though Leo, I think we talked about her last. Leo week. is a fucking super rich dude who is constantly relying on his 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 about to be divorced son for relationship advice. 
Yeah, so he's like, he's like, what do I do, Ben? Is it too soon to call her? Should I just show up at her he home? He wants to send, her, send her a her treasure flowers? chest of, Maybe of ancient jewelry? gold and silver. Like, Leo, one of those things is okay. You can call her. Don't show up at her house. Don't send her flowers. Don't send her jewelry. And then we get fucking classic season one secret life moment because Ben goes, jewelry? What are you? Maurice Chevalier? I had no clue what that one was. It's it's like a French actor and singer. Did he have jewelry? Ah. Uh, okay. So Ben has to explain to Leo that it's weird to be like, Hey, remember me, your old boss you were in love with? Let's well, now I'm lonely and want to fuck you. Here's some jewelry. <laughs> Guess who just got divorced? Have a treasure of gold. Also, I'm at your house. Uh, yeah, Ben Ben is like, well, don't just show up there. Like, you don't know what's going on with her. Like, she might be dating someone else at this point. And Leo's like, well, how could she not wait for me after I fired her? Uh, uh, yeah, and- so Ben says contact her first. And he says, and then Leo, the epic divorce man, says, it's yeah. not gentlemanly to ask a woman to call you. Yeah, Thanks, thanks, cool. Hey, it's Nora and George, and they're discussing Anne, because this is all the show is able yeah, to do. Yeah, so I guess the drama of Anne and George this week is... Anne is Anne is driving <sighs> in to pick up Robbie, and she doesn't want to drive Roboto. all the way back to Palm Springs. What did you fucking call him? Huh? Sorry. What did you fucking call him? I was calling him his nickname, Roboto, I'm sorry. Um, Thank you. And because, because, holy shit, this is so dumb. Because Anne lives in Palm Springs and has to drive like two hours plus traffic to get home, she doesn't after work, mind after you. After work, yeah. So at night, um, George is not going to let her stay in her own home, own home that she owns because she kicked him out of her condo. And yeah. Also, so he intends when she gets here, having it's going to be like nine thirty at night, and he's been she's been driving for two hours, and he's going to be like, uh, turn around. Okay, here's here's our son. Bye. Get out of here. Uh, why am I doing and Leo the voice? reason he claims he's doing that is because he doesn't want her to find out that Nora is living here. Yeah. And Nora's like, that's stupid. Don't fucking do that. And then uh, he's like, well, he'll, she'll be here in an hour, and then she's there. Yeah, like, okay, uh, but before before we get there, there's uh, more stuff that happens in the middle of that, which is uh, Nora is like, hey, that sucks. Like, what if she's too tired to drive and something happens? And, and George says, then it's her fault. That your driving. son will die? Yeah, like, oops, our son's dead. Whoopsie. That's okay, That's on I can you, blame Anne. my wife, who's also dead. Uh, George says, by the way, he says, until the girls graduate high school, this is my house. So, A, if that's true, why does Nora have to be a secret? And B, Ashley dropped out and is in Florida. And C, Amy's living with Ricky. So that doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't sense. make but any sense. But then George reveals that Nothing about George Anne and George's relationship has ever made any sense. No, well, George reveals the actual truth, which is that this is about him being bitter. Yeah, he's being petty and shitty all the time. I can't stand her place, so she can't stay in my house. He's a real adult. like, ah, I see, you're a piece of shit. Uh, So yeah, she says, well, I better go hide in Ashley's room then. And George says, oh, don't worry about it. Anne told me that she'll be here in about an hour. And then Anne enters the kitchen immediately. And she's so normal about Nora being there. She's like, how is, that's not how driving works. You can't be like, I'll be there in an hour. Oops. Sorry, George. I said that. I hit a wormhole on the way here. I didn't see that coming. Oops. Um, so, Nora introduces herself, and Anne's really normal about it, and isn't like... Well, Anne is confused, because she's like, Amy, what happened to you? (laughs) You look just like Amy. Amy, you look so old. And then George looks at Nora and sees Amy as a child. Amy, I had a dream I was old. (laughs) Anyway, um... So yeah, they're they're oh being George, ver- they're jo- being but check very- this out. Check out epic, epic, uh, mature man George. The second Anne walks in, he puts his arm around Nora and is like, 
Are you jealous? Either of you? Both of you? I don't get... They're acting... They're Like, the three of them are acting like this is a really awkward moment, and I don't know why, because it's not like... It's not like Anne caught Nora, like, in pajamas or doing laundry or something to indicate They were, like, sitting at the here. kitchen table talking. Right, she just sees George eating dinner with, with Ricky's mom, and they're acting like this is so weird. And then... Also, by the way, like, I didn't realize... Yeah, Anne and Nora have never met. How'd that yeah. happen? Uh... And then Nora's just, like, pushes George's arm off of her, and uh, she's like, Hi, I'm Ricky's mom, Nora. I'm gay, and I'm living here just temporarily, and I'm new in town. That's the funniest of John Mulaney. John Mulaney. And uh, Anne doesn't even seem, like, remotely yeah, bothered no, that Nora's living here. Yeah, no, seriously, she's just so, like, whatever. It's I'm not living here. Right, like, she, she and Nora are, like, They're hidden, hidden like off. really getting along. It's great. She's yeah. like happy to finally like, Here's her bunch of stuff. Good night. She's, she's like happy to finally meet Ricky's mom. Um and then Anne's like, "Well, I'm not driving back, so you can you can sleep in Amy's bed. I'm sleeping in my own bed tonight." Yeah. And then he's like, "Why will you uh, let me Nora, sleep by in the, the way, condo this... all the time?" Nora at this point has uh, gone to Ashley's room by the way. Uh Anne is like, "George, do you know what a lesbian is because you seem to really think that you're going to fuck her?" And he says, "Yeah, I know what a lesbian is." And she goes, okay, and you know that if she has a date and brings her back here, then they're not going to both have sex with you. And George is like, well, well, they might. Just like, just like a funny threesome joke. I fucking hate this show so much. Uh, and yeah, Anne says that she's going to sleep in her bed tonight, and he's going to sleep in Amy's bed. And then he's like, oh, but you don't let me stay at your condo, so why should I let you stay at your house? There is so much drama on this show, and not just in this season, but across the entire show, of who is sleeping in what bed. That yeah. is a plot point that gets brought up so often. Yeah. It's very funny to me. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Anne is like, they start yelling at each other. Anne says that he's a child and Nora comes back in to get her phone because I guess that's just that's like a, a genetic It runs in the family, yeah. Yeah. And uh, she's like, I agree with you, Anne. And then George gets mad and leaves. And then Anne and Nora have like a nice moment. I don't remember friends, what it I was, guess. but I do remember them having a moment. Yeah, and then Anne says, uh... Oh, that's right, Nora tells Anne that, uh... And then Counselor O'Malley pokes her head in. Or no, fuck, it was... Who was it? It was uh, Dr. Bink that she she was, like, talking about two women being friends, and she goes, lesbians? Lesbians? Maybe, Maybe down, down the road. road. That was Madison and Lauren who, who she said. Yeah, yeah. No, but Nora tells Anne that Ricky has put... Or that, uh... That Amy is pushing Ricky into marrying her, but Ricky doesn't seem Which to Which is mind. not true. Huh? Which is not true. Yeah, but then he, she says, but Ricky doesn't seem to mind... And then it cuts to Ricky being like, we're going to get married when we both graduate, dot, 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 yeah, college! Yeah, they're in couch together, and he says, <laughs> They are in couch is the thing, if only they had a bed to sleep in. And she says, uh, yeah, that sounds good, kind of vague. Could you be more vague? <laughs> like, <laughs> women, right? God, and women. Ricky's like, hey, it's a five-year plan, and we should stick to it, and five years will go by like that, especially if every night is like tonight. Hey, my neck is killing my me from when you were holding my me. head when you were shampooing my hair earlier. Can you give me a massage? What did, what did Amy do to him that she was shampooing him so- oh, I mean, I know he's lying, but like- I think I think that they were in the bath together, and his head was under the tap. Oh, ow. Oof. Uh, and Amy says, uh, okay, sure. And she, no, and dude, 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 she, dude, I know what it was. Because cause uh, we didn't discuss this, but, like, the reason Amy did that was because, like, Ricky said, oh, you you can't be crazy. She was doing, like, extreme hair shampooing. <laughs> She's just punching She's the shampoo punching the back scalp. of his head with shampoo on her fist. <laughs> uh, so she says, uh, yeah, okay, sure. And then uh, she's behind he him literally and he's looking makes at the Grinch camera. Face. So she, can't, he literally... she can't see his face and he's making Magusta he's face making at the camera. He's making Grinch face. Uh, Sorry, Ginch cut face. to Henry and Alice. 
Henry is talking to Alice. He's like, even if I do manage to get into your good school, there's no way my parents can afford it since we're poor and they have five kids and this has never come up before and it'll never come up again. Yeah, and then uh, he basically just says, like, I don't see our relationship lasting, so we should take a break after school. And then Alice says that. Yeah, he, he, he says, he says uh, lately he's been feeling like their relationship won't last when college when they, like, happens have to be and long it's been distance. making him feel guilty that they are having sex. Yeah. And then Alice, uh, and is, Alice very, is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, our relationship won't last. That's news That's to me. That's a great, cool thing to hear at school. And then she thinks that he's been sabotaging his own SATs. Spoiler alert. Apparently that is true. Yeah, and it's true. And then uh, he's, he's been intentionally doing a bad job on his SATs, which are, as I recall, cost a good yeah. deal of money to take. Now, here's them. the thing I don't understand is that Henry says, let's take a, I, I think it would be good for us to take a break and go to different colleges. And then Ellis says, why are you breaking up with me at school? And then she, like, calls him a coward, and he's like, wait, I didn't mean to say that. So, like, Henry is is expecting that when he tells Alice that we should take a break from our relationship and go to completely different schools and not talk for a while, that that wouldn't just be them breaking up and that they get back together later. I think it's completely well, reasonable for Alice to think that he's breaking up with her. There are two possibilities here. Okay. And neither of them are good on Henry's no. side. But the two possibilities uh, are, one, what I think Alice thinks he's doing is going like, oh, you know, once once we go off to different colleges, it'll be kind of hard. So how about once once that happens, we take a break and and then after college, we'll get back together. Uh, but but what the what he's really saying, she thinks, I think, is one, once we go to college, we'll take that break, and which then will people. make it so easy for me to be like. Oh, you know, we let's just stay broken up. So it's like it's like a soft breakup, I think is what she thinks. The other possibility is that he's being sincere and he's going, "Once we go to college, let's let's break up for 4 years, but I'm going to fuck whoever I want and I expect you to like wait for me." That does seem kind so, of in within the relationship politics of the show for the, a character to say that and mean it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and Brenda would agree with that that's a good thing for for her to do. Yeah, so Alice makes cry face and leaves, and uh, Ben shows up, and he's like, hey, Henry, how's it going? And Henry says, I think I'm going to throw up. Alice thinks I broke up with her, and I didn't. Uh, and then he says, uh, Ben Ben is like, well, what, like, why, why, blah, 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 what happened? And he, he explains what happened. He says, but if, if we do break up, it'll be a year from now, and we both graduate and go our separate ways. So he was thinking of it as breaking up. Hmm. Yeah, and it's very strange uh, that he told her that now instead of later. Well, I mean, this is the thing. Is like I don't think that it's bad for a junior in high school to go to his like long-term girlfriend and be like, "Hey, we're going to be at different colleges. Like, what does that mean for us? Like, where do we go from here?" Because I don't think that it's out of the question to be like, "You know, it's it's going to be hard. That's 4 years that we're going to be apart. Like, let's we're young. Let's just go our separate ways and and it's fine." Like, I I don't think that it's a bad conversation to have. But that's not what Henry did. No, Henry just doesn't want to be with her anymore. Yeah, so like, Ben is like, mm -hmm. Ben's like, but Henry, last night we were talking about all going to school together. If you can do a little better on your SAT. <gasps> you just don't want to take your SATs again, do you? And that's literally it. He just doesn't Henry like is testing. Like, Henry would sooner break up with Alice than take the SATs again. This is like, but like, he... Not only he would sooner break up with Alice than take the SAT, and because of that, he has now started to construct other reasons in his mind. Like, I've only kissed one girl. I need other women to experience. I need to go to Bologna. Sure. 
Like, I don't think that's an unreasonable thing to get, like, teenager cold feet about your relationship that you've been in since, he says, third grade. It's just funny that the catalyst was that he doesn't like to do a test. (laughs) Right. Uh, So, uh, Henry's like, I just can't take the SATs again, Ben. You don't understand the pressure of being Filipino. Okay. So that... That was a line that was said on the show. He explains the pressure of growing up in a Filipino family. They expect so much of him. And one of those things is that they expect him to marry Alice. And I don't know. I, I, I don't think I've heard this Filipino stereotype. So I'm not sure where the white writers got this one from. But all right. Same place uh, they got the Bologna thing from. Their own yeah, imaginations. I guess so. Uh, Henry says that he wants to dump Alice and go try out other women for a while and then go back to Alice after she's been waiting for Henry's him for four like, years, which is cool. You don't understand the pressure of being Filipino. My parents expect me and all my siblings to grow up to be accordion salesmen. <laughs> this is a very weird scene, by the way, because Henry explains himself to Ben like five or six times and he gives a different explanation every time. And I honestly can't tell what Henry's really thinking. No, it's because the writing's bad. So Madison is talking about. Uh, she's discussing her dog shit arrangement to her friends who all <laughs> seems ha- sucks ass. They all hate it so much. And then right, Madison's like, I'm going to go to, to Jack's graduation with him because you're going with Ricky and you're going with Jesse. And Lauren's like, wow, you have no self-esteem, do you? And Madison says, quote, well, look where your self-esteem got you. God. And then she, and Amy's like, like, Madison, Jesus. For and fucking Madison no says, reason, and she's you. just like, Amy, I see you don't have a ring on right now. Right, she's saying, Lauren, your self-esteem got you back with Jesse, who sucks, and Amy, your self-esteem got you in a relationship with the father of your child. Who sucks, but we but think he's good. you're not engaged. Yeah, well, we think he's good textually, unfortunately. Um, and then Jesse approaches to talk to Lauren, and I can't wait for all to be forgiven, even though he's a piece of shit. Um, he says, I apologize. Oh, when, when Jesse it's shows not- up, Madison and uh-huh. Amy book it, by the way. No words, yeah, they just uh, run. <laughs> Yeah, he says, it's not like me to be pushy, but it's not like you to go past first base, so I thought I could go for a Here's home Here's why run. it's your fault, Lauren. Yeah. I mean, you let me grope you, therefore- Lauren, did you know how blue my balls were? Don't you know that I yeah, you owe me did sex? did you consider that? God. Uh, you- Why didn't you- you bastard you sh- woman. You shouldn't have washed my hair if you didn't want to go all the way. <laughs> So he's like, I'm sorry, Lauren, I misread the signals. I really do love you. And then she fucking rolls her eyes and walks away. Cool. Oh, I, yeah. That, that would be really, really awesome. That would be great if that was where this I, story I would ended. I would honestly give that my cool teen moment if that was it for Lauren and Jesse. If that was where it ended, yeah. Uh, Grace tells Adrian, uh, that she's... She just has the same like, conversation again, basically. Yeah, well, she she says, uh, I thought about it, I'm not gonna tell Shad Moss, a.k.a. Bowers character Dante, to call you, because it'll, it'll just look desperate, and you're Adrian, seen over. And then Adrian goes to Counselor O'Malley, who I forgot exists. And she says, and I wanna graduate now! And then Miss O'Malley yeah, she just walks makes, in like... And she just immediately is like, Please, you have to let me graduate with my class. I just lost my baby and my marriage it's is so failing. Cool. And- it's so cool that Adrian is using her marriage that she didn't want and her baby that tragically died as leverage to guilt people already. Yeah, well, we also we also find out shortly why she wants this so badly and it sucks. And oh. she's like, and the guy I went out with isn't returning my calls. And O'Malley says the normal counselor thing of, you went out with a guy? Okay. And then Adrian's like... Please, I'll do anything. I just need to be up on that stage. I'll go to classes this summer. I'll do anything. I just need to be up there with Ricky. I mean, my friends. Now, I, here's, let me discuss something with you real quick. 
Uh-huh. When Amy showed what I'm so sorry, Amy. This is not about you. When Adrian showed up back This at, is not about you, is, Amy. Get the fuck out of here, Amy. When fuck Adrian you, showed back up at school, full sicko mode, when she was when she was quote unquote crazy, remember? Uh-huh. And she was like, I'm gonna make Ben love me no matter what, and we're gonna get pregnant again. That was when oh, I forgot that Ben and Adrian had a relationship. That was when Adrian was going to Miss O'Malley and being like, I gotta graduate right now. So is this uh-huh. show trying to tell me that that Adrian was already planning on wanting to be with Ricky back then, or did she just? Yeah, cha- well, I, yeah, I mean, she left that horny voicemail for Ricky while she was sincerely trying to be with. Ben. I guess so. Yeah, she always was trying to get Ricky back, even when she sincerely believed that she was madly in love with her husband Ben. Miss O'Malley makes I want to die face, and it's like I guess I'll try. Uh. O'Malley says, I'll try. Adrian thanks her and then walks directly into Ricky in the hallway, Who hates which is him. a genuine accident for once, but Ricky doesn't believe her about yeah, he that. Yeah, he's like, uh, I guess we won't be running into each other after I graduate, and she's like, but you forget that we're going to the same school. Yeah, like, she, she's like, she walks out of the, of the counselor's office, like, all emotional and sad and like, oh no, and then she bumps into Ricky and she immediately shifts back to like, and don't forget, I need and then Ricky's like, okay, great, bye. And he's, like, trying to walk away from her, and she's like, come on, Ricky, can't you just have a normal conversation with me? Which is not what you were doing. <laughs> when I walk up to someone and whisper fuck words into their ear every time I see them, that's what I qual- qual- uh, classify as a, a normal conversation. Yeah, especially when they're in a relationship. Hey, um, Ricky, I know it's been a hey, long Ricky, time. Hey, Ricky, I'm gonna steal you from Amy, the mother of your child. You almost broke up. Why are up you with- walking away? What did I do? She's like, are you uh, married or engaged, Ricky? Yeah, she she says I'm not after you. I have a boyfriend. His name is Shad Moss, aka Bow Wow's character Dante. And she, and then yeah, she says, "Are you and Amy engaged?" And he says, "No." And, then she says, and she you're says, te- "Then you're still technically available." And he says, "Not for long." Huh? No, Ricky. That not not now already. You aren't. That's not. You know that explains so much though about the way that the writers the, view the, marriage. The writers genuinely like, think that the only way to not be available is to be married. Right, exactly. Like dating is nothing. Wh- Being in a long-term committed relationship is dog shit. Not it. It means fucking nothing. Which is hysterical. If there's because not of- a ring on the finger, you're basically. Which single. is hysterical because of how much infidelity happens on this show. Yeah. Uh. So Adrian is because a- Adri- Adrian is technically married right now. Yeah, she's technically available in her marriage. <laughs> yeah. So then, speaking of Adrian, the next scene is her at Daniel. Yes. Um. She shows up and uh. A man named There's Omar. Some guy, some guy going through Daniel's refrigerator, and then Adrian says, "Daniel." Adrian knocks on the door. By the way, and this guy says, "Come in." This man who is not Daniel just invite not not like a roommate. No, he's, he's just one of Daniel's we neighbors. We think he's Daniel in his we, apartment we while he's, he's away, going through his refrigerator and lets in a person to his apartment, not knowing who. We it think is. it's normal. Daniel's roommate, but no, it's just Daniel's neighbor who is raiding his fridge and letting strange women into his home. Yeah, uh, not, he didn't even he, he didn't he even know who she was. He's just like, says, come, come in, in, open open fridge night. Anyone's allowed in. Uh... So she's like, "Do you? Hey, do you know uh, Daniel's neighbor, Shad Moss, aka Bowers' character, Dante?" And he says, oh, "Kind of," which I assume means that he's his brother because this is, Dante this, said that he lives yes, with his this brother. Is, this is Omar, who is uh, this? This man's name is Meow Wow. Yeah, I don't know why he's like. I'm so funny. He's like playing her like. Oh, yeah, kind of. I know him. Like, just because say, what yeah, would this show be if people talked like normal human beings, Sam? 
It's very dumb. Uh, so he says the second finals ended. Dante went off backpacking across Europe because Shad Moss, a.k.a. Bow Wow, is too, too expensive to be a recurring character. And then he's uh, like... And then he... Yeah, he's like, let me guess. You're Adrian. I'm Omar, his brother. And I know and you're then, going through a divorce because Dante told me everything. And then Adrian has the very weird reaction where uh, she's like, oh, you're Dante's brother. Oh. Hor- oh. I, like, I, what does that mean? It means she wants to have sex with his brother. She's like, oh... I was I was dating his brother, but he left, which means that now I can fuck him instead. Is that what that means? Okay, but there's more important things to talk about. Because yeah. Madison calls Jack and tells him that she doesn't want to do any graduation-related things with him, and I began to clap like a trained seal. She, she didn't call him. She's he's in, he's in a room. Oh, right. No, she just shows up. That's right. She did this in person. He he shows up. Art 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 art. I love it. She she's in her room and Jack like knocks on her door. I'm here to and walks get in and He says he says your dad let me in. You didn't tell him we were seeing each other again. We're not. Which they're not. And Madison says, um, no, because I thought about it and I don't want to do that with you. Like, no, that's not why you didn't tell him you're not that you're seeing each other again. You weren't seeing each other again. And then Jack's like, I you can't do graduation. You're just solo. doing this as a friend, which you're not. What will happen if I have to sit next to two people whose names are close to mine? Okay, let's let's break this down. Yeah. Let's not skip ahead. Yes. Okay. Madison says she's like, I learned my lesson. I need to have higher self-esteem, like nice off-screen character development. Uh and she said this is by the way the second time that Jack has like gone to her and been like, Hey, you excited for our date? And she says, No, I've decided I hate you instead. I feel like this uh, is the fifty-fifth time that's happened, but okay. <laughs> Sure, but I'm specifically thinking of, this uh, she don't want to, man, 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 man. Uh, so Jack, Jack says, you can't change your mind. You're my friend. And Madison says, no, I'm not. And then Jack is so fucking desperate. He's like, please, Madison, I can't go to graduation solo. God. This is not a thing. Do you know what's kind of funny? I didn't funny, go though? to my high school graduation, but I'm pretty sure this is Do not a thing. you know what's thing. kind of funny, though? Funny story what? is that, um, that my, my, at the time and current uh, girlfriend graduated a year early and her name is one is uh, almost is the closest to mine in the senior class. So we did actually sit next to each other at graduation, wow. but a very, very rare circumstance that would probably not happen. Yeah. Uh, her last name is Kaninga. Yeah. It's, it's Kaningu, which is the Japanese pronunciation. Yeah. Uh, she's a weeb. It's true. That's why her last name is, huh? <laughs> When you're a weave, you your parents it. change your last name for you. Yes. Anyway, uh, so Jack is like, if you do this for me, then I'll go to graduation with, what you, a prize! with you next year if you're still single. And she goes, huh, if I'm still single, I'll have a boyfriend next year. And like, yeah, I mean, if you do, it'll probably be Jack because I don't think you've... It'll be well, I guess she dated Jason, it'll be Jason Jesse. doesn't exist anymore. Huh? It'll be Jesse and she won't know the difference. <laughs> So this is fucking bizarre. This is what you were talking about a moment ago. Jack is, like, begging her to go with him. Yeah. And she says, you need to get over Grace. Uh, oh, shit. No, there... Oh, fuck. There, there's... A, no, you were referencing something from a later scene. Yeah. So Jack is... Uh, Jack is begging her, and she goes, uh, what you need to do is get over Grace. If you can do that, then maybe someday, quote, maybe someday I'll go out with you as a friend. It's true. What? You know, as a friend, they'll go to Jeff's The Only Bar and Grill and have friend meals where they... <sighs> of all the friendships in the world that would exist from any relationships of this show, this one this, this one ain't one it. one of them. No. Uh, they have so much way, in this, common. 
just in case you can't tell, like, this character development of Madison's that she's saying she has high self-esteem now uh, is a f- complete fucking lie because she only made this decision after finding out that Lauren dumped yeah. Jesse. This is the only way that her character can do anything is to, to go sort of tandem to whatever Lauren is doing at any given hey, moment. Hey, speaking of Jesse, what happens here? Uh, Jesse is just talking to his bird and his and and then he ha- he ha- he says to his bird, who's an idiot? And then the bird says, Obama, Obama. That was <laughs> no. a little joke that I No, he just is telling, asking his bird who an idiot is. Yeah, he's like, can you so say idiot? Epic at- if his bird had said Obama. <laughs> quote, quote, I want to be reminded every day that I'm an idiot. Lauren uh, is And here. Lauren enters at that moment, and god damn it, why is she gonna forgive him? She's- <laughs> Because- because- here's the thing. We all know uh-huh. that Madison and Jack are endgame, canonically. Madison will not go on a date with Jack unless Lauren is dating Jesse. And because oh, Madison just told Jack that she didn't want to go to the graduation ball with him- they need to get Jesse and Lauren back together, so next episode we can get a scene where Madison calls Jack and asks him if she can go to the dance with him. The graduation dance. The graduation dance. I'm putting money down on this. I'm putting one billion dollars the next episode Madison will want to go out on a date with Jack. <laughs> okay, well, we'll see. Um, I'm not going to make that bet, but if you're wrong, you do have to give me a I billion I do have to dollars. give you one billion dollars. Yeah, uh, so... Lauren, like, knocks on his door to let him know she's there, and Jesse puts his bird down on its perch, and they add such a completely... They add, like, a Banjo-Kazooie Like, <laughs> Like, just such an obviously 80-yard in, like, stock bird squawking sound effect for no he fucking reason. He puts the bird down and it goes... <laughs> That's my <laughs> it's it's very much like when when like there's a TV show that has a uh, like a, a a smartphone in it like every time you you like tap on the screen it's like beep, 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 because like viewers couldn't conceive of a thing not making a noise yeah that's why when Jesse puts the bird down it makes the Wilhelm screen <laughs> so uh, Lauren is like sorry to surprise you like this and I don't know about you uh-huh. I had to watch this moment three times to realize I was mishearing him. Uh-huh. Because what I thought was happening was she goes, sorry to surprise you like this. And he goes, no, not a surprise. <laughs> but no, he's saying, no, no, nice surprise. Uh, she says, I thought about it. And people can make mistakes and learn from them. And he goes, I'm sorry. I won't push you again. I love you. And she goes, thanks. <laughs> I love you too. Hooray. Yay, Yay. all was forgiven. Great. Yay. And then, her, but her phone vibrates from Madison, who has confidence now, saying, "Right, th- this is as good a moment as there is in the scene. Is that they're doing kissing, and she gets a call from Madison, and goes, oh, it's Madison. I don't need to answer I don't need that.' To. But Madison leaves a message about, let's go look for guys together on graduation night.' It's so she goes, "Yeah, hey, it's Madison, the new Madison with self-esteem. I told Jack no, and it was hard to do, but I feel great about it. So I was thinking on graduation night, let's hang out and look for boys together." Yeah. Can I slap a disgraceful teen crime on this next scene? Uh, <laughs> um, uh, what? I mean, yeah. So we cut to Jack saying, hey, he, he's he's in Grace's room with the pink walls or whatever behind him. I assume they're pink walls because it's yeah. Grace. Uh, and uh, you see Jack, he's just like, hey, the dance was fun, right? So I was thinking, maybe you would want to go to graduation with me too. And then the camera cuts to reveal that he's talking to Grace and Daniel. Yeah, he's asking them both out. Do you remember that this he's is the captain of the football Grace team? And, Daniel. and it's graduation! 
yeah and and then she's like jack and he says i can't go alone and she says your parents are gonna be there and he says that just makes me look more like a loser they're gonna be grace no what that it's graduation what is he dude jack and daniel are fucking hey yeah see jack yeah is that his parents just did his parents come to his so like are they scanning the audience like the crowd in this like just to look for whose family and friends are there, and they're laughing at Jack because his parents attended his high school graduation. What happens is they read your name or whatever happens at a graduation. I don't remember, and you go up there and get your money or whatever money. Yeah, they you're, give you. you're right. Do they yeah. give you? Do they give you a big wad of cash? A, I don't really. They give remember. you a big roll of hundos. They they call your name and they give you your trophy, <laughs> and and everyone around you. Uh, looks, look, they like scan the audience, and if they see anyone clapping for you who's not a hot girl with giant titties, then they know that it's your family and they make fun of you until you die. Yes, but shut the fuck up for a second. I think what you meant to say is that you go up on the stage and get your participation award. <laughs> nice, I hate. Um, and, uh, Grace, they're like, Hey Jack, how about like if you really need to be at graduation with a with a date, like how about you just find someone else? And he says, "I can't. This is a day I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. I can't look at pictures and be like like his issue is I don't want to look at the pictures of these years from now and not recognize like, the look girl. At the he person needs to like, be with a girl he knows instead of like I don't know with his parents, with his friends. Right, like what he's going to look at the pictures and be like." Oh, it's me and and some girl I don't know very well. That sucks. But if he looked and was like, oh, it's me and my ex and her boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if he looks, he's like, oh, it's me and my parents. <laughs> well, this is like Jack 50. This is like 50 year old Jack Pappas. So like Jack Pappas in a couple years. And he's like looking at his his graduation photos and he's like, oh, I still think I got a shot with Grace. God. So Jack makes Jack face and leaves, and Daniel's like, huh, what a nut. But Grace is making sympathy face, and Daniel just straight up is like, okay, Grace, I like you, but I can't fucking deal with this shit anymore. <laughs> Can I? Hey, Daniel, sorry, but I gotta give that a cool teen moment. Yeah, he's he's like, like I want to date you, I don't but I don't want to date Jack. you and Adrian and Jack and, and your Adrian. mom. Yeah. Uh, see, this is why tertiary characters can't date main characters. It just yeah. doesn't work. Uh, we cut to Leo who finds Alice crying in Ben's bed because season four is pretty late to be getting another That's bedroom true. set, you know? Um, so Alice is Alice like, does good she acting. explains the plot to Leo. Uh, yeah, Amy Ryder's doing good cry acting, which is nice to see. Uh, and Alice is like, I want Henry and Henry doesn't want me. And she cry hugs him and the music gets very dramatic. And then it cuts to Camille. Like, what was, it was that? It was just a setup for Camille. And, and, well, oh, was the, was the, th- was it like a parallel? Like, what if I want Camille and Camille doesn't want me? I don't me? think so. I don't think was they that... put that much thought into it. I think it was just cause, cause yeah, Camille is tied to Leo. So they needed to show Leo before they showed Camille. Yeah. So we if they hadn't showed Leo, like making thinking face there, w- then Camille, we would have been like, who the <laughs> fuck the is this? Emoji. He wrenches an arm free of the hug and does thinking emoji face. Uh, so Camille arrives at home to find a giant fucking bouquet With of flowers. With a diamond bracelet attached to it, just sitting outside her door. Yeah, it's, well, to, now to be fair, there's a, it's a little card on the top that says Camille, and inside's like a little velvet bag that inside of that has a fucking diamond necklace. This is subtle. She'll love this. Leo, what do you, who do you think you are? Mel, Marcel Devaro? And my favorite part about this is that, um, when Camille reads the note, she reads it aloud for the audience yeah she's like she said she like reads it it's like written in crayon and she goes 
Would you mind calling me? I would really as like if, to talk like, to as you. If, Love as Mia. if like her opening up the note and then seeing the bracelet and then just looking at the note and like making a hmm face or like smiling. That wouldn't have been enough. She had to let us know what the note said. I don't want to shit on this too hard because it would be a little a little helpful thing for blind watchers. True. But also, I'm thinking about the time that Anne pulled out a mysterious piece of paper and didn't read it, and I must- Well, that didn't make- that didn't mean anything to anyone. I would have so much rather, what... rather had her- seen her read this aloud. I'm gonna fucking find Brenda in the streets and be like, what, what the that fuck was say? that piece of paper? Anyways, we're at a Jeff's the Only Bar and Grill and a stock music provider. I love it. Ben orders the usual because it's the only restaurant, and- uh, Henry says, I'll just have bread. And I was, I was like, oh wow, they're actually like carrying forward the poor family stuff. But no, it's Jesus. Like, I'm stressed and can't eat because Henry is rich now. He's fucking drying his tear on a wad of hundreds. <laughs> they're like, he's drying his tear on the money that his school gives him for graduation in a year. <sighs> he got an advance. <laughs> uh, so Henry, uh, says he made he's, so many, he made so many accordion sales today so he can go out for a nice meal. Right. Uh, Henry's like, Hey Ben, I've been thinking about he 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 explained basically he's like I've been thinking about having that conversation with Alice for months now. That's why I've been feeling so guilty having sex with her when I knew that I wanted to have that conversation, which makes sense. Uh, and Ben says you've been feeling this way for months and you only just now said something. And Henry says it's not that I don't love Alice, but I don't think I love her enough to be thinking about making that kind of commitment. Which I mean, like he's been dating her for eight years yeah. since he was a child. Like if that's how you feel, I think that yeah. I, Seems like it's run its course. Yeah. Yeah. Henry says I, I don't a think fun... that you need to get married because you were dating in third grade. Like... Ben says uh, that they could be friends again, and Henry says his fun proverb that I didn't write down. It's like, it's like, friends first, then you can date, but if you're dating, friends you'll oh, hate. Oh, yeah, like it's, it's, uh, it's friends to lovers never, sorry, uh, friends to lovers forever lovers to friends never i think is what it is wiggum forever barney never yeah (laughs) so uh uh henry's like i don't think alice will be okay with us just being friends but you two can still be friends just not like trying to abandon he's like you can be friends or date or whatever and i'll just stand here smiling on the sidelines making jack face ben is like ben is like i'm what are you i'm not gonna fuck dude fuck 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 sam 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 who is freshly single and who is looking for a date and who has history of dating in the past half the characters on the show no but do you remember season one who was dating who was in a horrible fake relationship with alice do you think this oh means, fuck do you think this means anything no it definitely doesn't they they are never going to remember <laughs> there will never be another shot that <laughs> alice and jack are both in because jack said he needs a girl that he just knows i think if you go on secret life wiki i don't think it even lists alice on jack's in fact i i am on jack's page right now for reasons that i'll get to nope it does not mention alice <laughs> That's cool. They did have that horrible kiss. Yeah. Anyways, um, just a just a thing that I was thinking about. Yeah. So, uh this is so fucking weird though because Ben's like, "I'm not going to try to fuck our friend Alice." And Henry's like, "Yeah, well, you're vulnerable and she's vulnerable." Like, it, dude, it it's so weird that you're saying this right now. And then Hen- uh, Ben's like, "Henry, you're my best friend." And Henry goes, "So is Alice." That doesn't make any sense, Henry. It, no, not much of anything. By that logic, he's going to fuck both of you. Yeah. Um, now that's friendship. Is that the end of the scene? Uh, this is where Henry admits that, yes, I was on purpose fucking up my SATs to try to break up with Alice by going to a different school. And this is, okay, the last thing that happens in this scene, and I, I told you to watch out for this. I don't know if you I did, I loved it. Okay, so, 
for throughout this entire scene, it's like playing. It's playing. It's like not secret. playing any. It's playing just sort of the generic. Like suppose it comes back from commercial, and it's just sort of like the upbeat, like like Secret Life soundtrack. Yeah, uh, as we do like establishing shots of the high school or whatever, uh, and it's just playing that like generic Secret Life music in the background, and then when it cuts to the next scene. The music, the music stops abruptly, implying that when you eat at Jeff's The Only Bar and Grill, they're you're listening to them playing the Secret Life soundtrack on the speakers. Well, now, I haven't stepped foot in a Chick-fil-A in many a year. It's It's been uh-huh. a while. But I do remember one time eating at a Chick-fil-A, and the music they were piping in was literally, like, Sims music. So, I'm not <laughs> I mean, well, putting it... just good to listen to. It was just, I'm not putting it past Jeff's The Only Bar and Grill for playing, like, just TV sitcom music whatever right. you'll, you'll be eating at jeff's the only bar and grill and then like seinfeld guitar meal, starts playing like boom 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 and then the funny piano ding, 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 ding. the second uh, the second uh the bill shows up and you realize that you don't have a yeah, donk 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 uh, uh so man i miss the piano falling downstairs they only did that once and it was one it for the glorious time life. and i will never understand why they did it but i love it, was it so, so much. funny holy shit so uh, Anne is so so Anne is telling nora um that she's going to be in town for a few days working on a project it, who cares yeah <laughs> she, the, the gist of it is she's gonna be staying here for a few days because something something work who fucking they cares? like talk about why for... they... nora's like do yeah. you love george and she's like a little bit but not enough to be with him every day and yeah then... and uh nora says i don't know how you were married to him he's so immature and says charming but yeah immature and i don't understand this thing with george where canonically he's a ladies like they always talk yes. about how he's so charming and smooth and charismatic like he's but cheated on Anne with him. multiple women how yeah like women will literally show up at his house with a dog and be like "Ooh, a man that i would love to be with yeah like fucking camille like saw him staring at her through the window across the street and was like i'll let Ooh. him leave his socks on my floor anyway <laughs> so uh yeah, Nora says, you must love him, though, to still be around him this much, even when you're uh, divorced. And Anne says, I guess, but it's a really low flame. And yeah. uh, Anne, she Anne says asks that Nora, where her uh, girlfriend like, Amy is. said, you have a girlfriend, someone who works with Ruben. And Nora said, this is a moment that was a moment for me, because Nora's like, yeah, it didn't work out. Turns out I'm immature, too. And then she does like a little like, and does like a double thumbs up. Yeah. And, and the bar is so low on this show that I was just like... Wow, a character a has any amount of personality. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, uh, so Nora's like, hey, when's Ashley coming back? Since I'm using her room right now. And Anne says, oh, I, I talk to her every night on the phone, and I think she's getting a little bored of Florida, but I don't I don't think she'll ever come home. And then I could hear you applauding from Arizona. Yeah. Like, it's, I know it happens. Yeah. Just please let this be it. No. Okay. Uh, Anne says, uh, Anne says, I hope Ashley will go to college since she's a really smart girl. And Nora says, yeah, yeah, well, she's got a smart mom. And then they smile at each other. And, uh, George is like peeking through the window of the kitchen door and he does a horny smile because I'm pretty sure he thinks he that thinks... he's about to have a funny threesome. Yes, he, he does. I, I had the same thought. Ah, my lesbian friend and my ex-wife are getting along. I think that that means that they'll both fuck me. Our exes are getting along very well. Jesus Christ. I Ricky miss is Maria. closing up the butcher shop. Um, Bunny yeah. does point out that Ben did not show up for his work shift today. Yeah, which... he apparently just like, personal business, bye. Um, and then Amy is here with the little man. 
uh direct yeah. quote from bunny there's a nice there's a nice moment as always of john giving ricky a high five and no ricky fucking sucks dude john is high five no, i mean it doesn't asshole. change anything but the moment is nice in a vacuum yeah it's it's like it's like a, i was watching wrestling the other day and and there was a little boy who like did the bullet club gesture at a bullet club member and i said wow that kid has shitty taste in wrestlers nobody knows what that means except yeah, for you except for me so they suck um um yeah and, like, and like Hmm? They're going to pretend that Ricky is this nice, sweet guy. It's two episodes after he threatened Amy physically. And in this episode, he's actively, like, psychologically manipulating her. No, but it's cute because they're in love. Yeah. So Amy's current thing to try to make him propose, she's like, I rented that your, that movie that you said is your favorite that you're always trying to get me to watch with you, Seven Samurai. Yeah, and then she says, and I got some scallion pancakes that you always talk about liking from the local Chinese restaurant. This is when I started furiously typing, well, actually, samurai or Japanese. Oh, she says, uh, she says, this will go good with our, our, the Chinese food will go good with the movie. And that's when I started furiously typing. Well, actually, I mean, says, um, actually, samurai or Japanese. They're from and Nippon. Then, uh, and, 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 and then Dr. Fields pokes his head in and he's like, oh, you're watching, uh, you're watching Seven Samurai by Chicken Akira Hatch. Kurosawa? Well, like, Kurosawa and make does films. make mad films. Okay, I don't make films, but if I did, that, would have a samurai. He says, Chickity China, the Chinese pancake. <laughs> so, uh... But anyway, as I was typing that note, Ricky says those words, and I felt I felt really shitty about myself, because I was yeah, like, Yeah, you're Damn. just like Ricky. And Amy says that she's gonna go put John to bed, and then they can put on their pajamas and watch the movie together. Oh, and Ricky but says, also, I don't Amy have says any pajamas. That... And Amy says, I know. But also, but when they, when he says, "Oh, actually, scallion pancakes are from China, which is not at Jap- Japan," and then Amy says, "Well, there's no good sushi places here in the city of L.A." Okay, <laughs> yeah, Amy. there aren't any. No, uh, it's a small town. So yeah, they they're gonna go put on their pajamas, but Ricky doesn't have any, so he's gonna get naked and yeah. watch. <laughs> yeah, was that, that was the weird implication of that, huh? Is that Amy's yeah. gonna be like in her her cozy PJs and Ricky's just fucking nude, fully nude? Amy's like trying to give him a hand job, and he's like, "Stop! This part's good." Dude, it's the seven. The, look, there's the seventh one. I've never seen Seven Samurai. <laughs> I've never seen it either. But I did look it up uh, to find out if there was any information about it that would be good for funny jokes. And the funniest thing I could find is that it's 207 minutes long, and that's very funny to imagine Ricky like watching it, like enraptured with his favorite movie while he's fully nude. Uh, I did see in like the trivia section, it was like many people have pointed out that there are similarities between Seven Samurai and the later film A Bug's Life. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess this is about uh, gathering up seven bugs who are samurai instead of being circus performers. No, they're, yeah, they're war- they're warriors. So, Na- damn, two hundred four minutes. Truly, the Avengers Endgame of its time. You like that yeah, modern so, reference? Yeah, we need an Avengers of samurais. And uh, Amy Amy leaves to uh, go whatever, and Bunny goes up to Ricky and she's like, "What's going on?" And he says, "Nothing." life's just good and bunny says what are you up to and he says i'm not up to anything she's up to something she's trying to get me to propose <laughs> ricky you are extremely up to he, something yeah. i saw your magusta face what are you he, talking about he fucking there was a scene of him having wedding ring engagement ring yeah. what are you talking about ricky him scheme uh ricky tells bunny he's like i'm gonna enjoy this and bunny says well don't enjoy it too long and she said she asks if he's gonna propose, and he says, "I know you don't like to discuss personal business at work." And then she makes pouty face, <sighs> and he goes upstairs to watch Seven Samurai Naked. <laughs> and that's part of the vision. Where is John going to be when I was thinking about this? Where is John going to be when uh, Ricky is watching Sam- Samurai Naked? He's going to be locked in his bedroom. <laughs> Where was John when they they're going to barricade the door shut? Where was John when she was r- rigorously washing his hair? Uh, John was in his room. <laughs> With his headphones on. Yeah, he's wearing AirPods. He's wearing his good... 
John walks into the street. John, watch out! Your parents are having sex while you're wearing those AirPods! That's the meme. I don't remember the so, meme. So, by the way, I don't know why they're lying. Like, there's no way that Ricky's favorite movie is Seven Samurai. It's obviously a tie between The Godfather Part Two and Scarface. <laughs> it's like that fucking Ben Shapiro list of, of, like, his favorite books, and it's just like, Citizen Kane! Casablanca! <laughs> Those are those are my favorite books. Just like just like the the like fucking great American novels list that you know what I'm talking about. I have no idea what you're. Did you not? Did you not see the Ben Shapiro tweet? No. Who are your favorite, <laughs> you your favorite characters this week? No, I need to explain this to the viewers now who are watching with their visualizers on. Um, yeah. that Ben Shapiro it's tweeted out like my favorite books, and then it was like To Kill a Mockingbird, The Scarlet Letter, the fucking like. Tom Sawyer. It was just like all of these classic books that are, you read in school. Yeah. yeah, that's like what Ricky's favorite movies are. He's just like, he's like fucking Greg Turkington. He's like, I love Casablanca. <laughs> My favorite movie. Oh, God. <laughs> this is for no one at this point. We haven't talked about On Cinema in a minute. On Cinema. Uh, who's your favorite, least favorite characters in this episode? Favorite character. I'm sorry. I want to not. I just want to go back to on cinema because Greg Turkington tweeted one of the funniest tweets I've ever seen, which was a Twitter poll of what is your favorite runtime for a movie. <laughs> it was like 74 minutes, 103 minutes, 125 minutes. God, I fucking hate that guy. Truly the worst. <laughs> favorite character. It's gotta be gotta be Ricky. I love him. He's so handsome. He's he's so funny. Okay, who's your actual? Uh, man. I mean, I guess like. I guess Alice. I guess I said Daniel. Yeah, Daniel broke up with Grace, which was for like not wanting to have anything to do with. Basically, the show is what Daniel wants nothing to do with. Right? He's like, "Can I please go back to not being on the show?" (laughs) Like, he's like, "I don't want." This person's like, "I would rather not date you than have to deal with the drama between Grace and George and Anne and Ricky and Amy." Who's your least favorite? Uh, probably Adrian this week. Maybe. Yeah, I had I had to go Jesse. Oh, oh yeah, Jesse. I just had to. Yeah, I, I, oh well, I had to. I forget that he did. Who did this? Did the shit that he did. Yeah. Uh, anything else to say about this episode? It was bad. It was bad. Um, hey, Game of Thrones is over the... forever. That's nice. We don't have to talk. Yeah, about Yeah, Game that of Thrones anymore. is over. Yeah, who cares? Um, yeah, I'm sure that we'll never talk about it again. Uh, I guess that's that. Uh, do we have any questions? Um, we do. We have one from friend of the show, Magnificent Sapcaddy. And if you have a question, you can go to jurgenit.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Just by the way. And this question says, what if Moose pretended to date Leo to make George jealous? Now, I could absolutely imagine a scene where, like, Leo is there and he's got some, like, sausage and the Moose is, like, eating the sausage out of his hand. It'll be like Spongebob where he's like, Moose only wanted the sausage in your pocket. Uh, The classic of the Spongebobs. I remember that one. Um, I think that would be funny. I think it would be funny, but also that would be bad because we'd have to have a scene with like george in it and i don't like those what if moose called 911 <laughs> what if moose called 911 and it was for an emergency yeah what if moose um, called 911 because george had died in a plane crash and he was calling to have amy funny. arrested for having sex okay so leo is leo is taking moose for a walk <laughs> why to make george jealous. yes okay george gets so jealous that he flies a plane <laughs> I'm so mad I could fly a plane. I'm so mad I could fly this plane. But unfortunately, he does not even know how to take a plane off of the ground, and he just crashes it right into the to the end of the runway. He drives it into a. He wall. He drives it into a wall. But you know, you know how airport runways just have a wall at the end of them. <laughs> the airport runways have the big wall at the end just to make sure you're not fucking up. 
It's you, called the you wall. You need that pressure to really the get motivation you going wall. when you're don't, flying Don't plane. screw up. Yeah. Well, the, the horrible thing is the, the, the wall is made of, like, elastic. So if, if you crash into it, you, like, the air, there's, like, a concrete barrier at the bottom, so the plane stops really suddenly. You fly through the windshield, bounce off the elastic wall, and fly directly into the propellers. <laughs> Now I'm thinking about where George you're positioned in the finale why, of the show. Why is the cockpit like right above the propellers? Uh, because it's a fucking uh, biplane. Okay, that's fair. George is so mad he's gonna hop in his biplane and dust some crops. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you think that George was flying a commercial? I thought plane? George was flying flying his Cessna. I'm so sorry. He would never. I don't. Yeah, we've. I think we've got it. Uh, that's our only uh, question. I, I, I mentioned it a couple episodes ago that I wanted to start reading some stuff from Secret Life Wiki, uh-huh. uh, and I completely forgot that I was going to do That's that. That's fine. Uh, I just have a, a few quick things that I found in the past week. Uh, so on the article for this episode that we just discussed, uh, the games we play, mm-hmm. uh, here's a comment from a fandom user uh, about two years ago. Um, do not like Adrian because kind like her, but love Amy the most because in the date, Ricky tell Amy she was very pretty and John... Yeah, that confirmed. So that's that. Uh, my next one, which I think is one of the funnier things I've seen in the past year or so of my life, uh, is on Jack's article. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jack's article is a fucking mess. Uh, like, the first, like, subsection of the article is, Trivia Jack and Lita Boyfriend My, is the title of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's just the kind of... Uh, <laughs> here's another section. Uh, this section is titled Relationships Jack Pappas, and it begins with the sentence... Jack and Aaron kiss boyfriend Nynary, you mind boy for find. <laughs> so that's the kind of stuff we're working with here. Um, if you scroll down to the bottom, past, like, the giant fucking wall of pictures of Jack, some of which repeat, you get to the comments section, and obviously you're not allowed to look here because of spoilers, yeah. but uh, in November 2016, a fandom user writes, Why has no one wrote anything about season three or four? And then, uh... Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, five months later in March 2017, another user, another anonymous user replies, just because that's Hollywood, man. Get real. (laughs) Listen, listen up, Snowflake. This is a reality and you're living in it. And that's why there's no page for season three of Secret Life. (laughs) Uh, You want to talk about our Patreon? It looks like everything else is spoilers, because if I scroll back far enough, it becomes... uh, actual the time of the show running uh yeah let's talk about our stuff so uh you can find us at twitter.com slash jurgenit jurgenit.tumblr.com uh twitter.com slash posi stresses me twitter.com slash bradipus rexes jordan we have a discord where you can talk to us about things and stuff uh where you can find the link on any of our episode posts we have a patreon patreon.com slash jurgenit uh which is still currently inactive i keep forgetting to fucking bring it back online <laughs> um but uh we are still given those you still got the content and everything so my if you if you feel like subscribing fucking do it uh one dollar gets you access to any of our bonus content uh our secret diary of ashley jurgens readings our fan fiction readings our circle jerg episodes our episode commentaries we are still going to be finishing out the circle jerg with our 10th episode fucking eventually when we when i remember about it on on a sunday morning um <laughs> Uh, you also get a mildly special role on our Discord that marks you as a fellow teen. For $5, you get a pretty special role on our Discord that marks you as a cool teen and a shout-out in the podcast, 
as well as we will read anything that you want in Ben Voice ASMR optional. For $10, you get all that stuff uh, from the lower levels, plus an incredibly special role on our Discord uh, that marks you as one of Marshall's chosen that lets you listen to the episodes while we record them. And, and, and that's it. So I would like to thank our $10 and $5, our $10 and $5 subscribers, Valerie W., Destry Hawk, H. Cave, Stephanie Ruff, The Smoking Dad, Melanie Bevan, PR The Disaster, and Alexander Grass Dragon Corp. Thank you. Thanks. 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 And have fun. Uh, you can also you can also find all of our episodes at secretlifepod.com. Uh, tell your friends to listen to the show. Demand them. Review us Demand on that they listen to the show. Tape your friends to a chair and put on your QuickTime visualizer and make them watch the show. Wash their hair while, you, while they do it. Give your friends a nice hair wash while you force them at gunpoint to watch the visualizer on QuickTime of our podcast only QuickTime visualizer by the way if you're using any other visualizer you're doing it wrong yeah uh did i say review us on itunes yes, please uh we would also like to thank our podcast network at noisespace.xyz where you can find such wonderful podcasts as fear baiting that's it say another one city girls make do island shuffle that's it okay hikiptiga nope so <laughs> that's gonna do it for us this week um as i always say get it on did we do that exact thing last week? What? Get it on. <laughs> I think you may have had a touch of the deja vu. Maybe I'm having deja vu. And as I always say, get it on. Thanks, Brenda. Thanks, Brenda. Keep it sleazy. Brenda Vision. American Teenager Radio.